Welcome to the AFCON 2010 Conference in Denver. This morning's keynote presentation is being streamed live on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks to their sponsors, Empire Media, the world's only full-service affiliate network, EMPYREmedia.com, and Optismo, the ultimate email compliance solution, OPTIZMO.com. We welcome your interaction by sending your questions and commentary on Twitter by using the hashtag pound A-F-F-C-O-N. Joel Com is an entrepreneur, social media evangelist, mobile marketing innovator, and a best-selling author of New York Times best-selling books, The AdSense Code, and Twitter Power. Now here to introduce this morning's keynote presentation at AFCON 2010 Denver. Please welcome the co-founder of AFCON 2010, Darren Babin. How you guys doing? Excellent. Thank you for being patient this morning. There was a little bit of a snafu. Now, I know those of you are like, okay, what does it say up there that I can text, right? Nobody can quite see that. If you'll text AFCON 2010 to 468-398, the number is 468-398, it's AFCON 2010, and you'll be on the notification list. There's uh, not only are there going to be notifications for the different events, but some of our uh, sponsors out here at the booths are going to be giving away prizes. So you'll get a text saying that you can get prize X if you hurry over to the booth. You can't get that with that. All right. Let's turn this on and fire this up. I have a riddle for you. It's a riddle that I've been trying to find an answer to for the last five years. The riddle is... How many affiliate marketers does it take to screw in a light bulb? I actually blogged about this and got a bunch of replies, but none of them were quite right. The answer is none, because with the new Colorado internet tax, we're all screwed. <laughs> yeah, I think that one will work, that's, that's gonna stick. All right, let me tell you guys just a little bit about me uh, from before my business stage. I went to the U of I, any Illini? Woo, <laughs> just me. Cool. Uh, I'm a former radio DJ. I know you guys are surprised to hear that. Rock 107 FM WPGU Urbana Champagne playing The Police. That was a, a former life. Uh, don't hold this against me, but I cut my teeth on Encyclopedia Britannica's. Can I interest you in this lovely 25-volume padded leather set? Sure, that's the first time I ever, let me get the order for out. She's buying. And uh, I've been a data entry manager, and I am and always have been a big-time gamer for the Alliance. Come on, we're the Warcraft fans. You're out there, I know. You just don't want to admit it. It's true. Uh, I built my first site in 1995, worldvillage.com. It was one of the first 25,000 sites on the web. Anybody know how many sites there are now? Over 300 million. This man is my data source. Well, that, that's a lot. So I've been digging up internet, uh, digging in the internet dirt for a long time. In 1997, I launched a site called ClassicGames.com. It was the first multiplayer game site where you could play chess, checkers, bridge, backgammon, heart, spades against other people in real time. And some of you already know that that was acquired in 1998 by Yahoo and is today known as Yahoo Games. And while, uh, hold my calls, please. And. Uh, while selling and doing a seven-figure deal with Yahoo is a lot of fun, here's the part that really cracks me up, is the avatars there. That's me in my goatee days. 
So how many of you have played as that guy on Yahoo Games? Yeah, you didn't know all along, that was me. I have been there for the boom. That's NASDAQ, by the way, in case you don't remember. And I have been there for the bust. Who was there for the bust? Ouch, I know, it still hurts to, to think about it. Now, those of you who were around before 2000 doing affiliate marketing, you remember the good old days. Who was there doing it before 2000? Wow, and some of you were probably teenagers when that was going on. So let me tell you about the good old days. In the good old days, Amazon.com invited everybody to be an associate and paid 8% on everything. It wasn't tiered. It was just jump in, sell books, and make money. Since then, they've lowered their commissions, and you've got to sell a lot. And if you're in Colorado, you can't sell for Amazon. In the good old days, there were incredible coupon incentives for deal sites to give to new customers. I am a real.com, $10 off your first purchase of $10 or more. Drugstore.com, $10 off. Pets.com, $10 off. They were giving away the farm, literally, and signing up people in droves. Of course, a lot of them didn't think through that just giving away your stock was not a really good business model, and that's why many of them are no longer in business. Pets.com, Staples.com, Drugstore, and several others paid huge bounties. $10 for every new customer we sent them. So when drugstore.com came out with a coupon, good for $10 off your first purchase of $10 or more, we sent 3,500 people like that, made $35,000 in bounties. Ah, the good old days. And Planet Rx had a campaign that if you refer, if for every person you referred, they would give you 50 American Airlines air miles. I earned a million air miles and was able to fly my family and my extended family everywhere for a short time. Anybody aware of any campaigns like that today? No, because you know what happened to Planet IRX? They initially, I believe, went under and came back. Pets.com is gone. Uh, Real.com is nowhere to be seen. Checkout.com offered 55% off up to 30 DVDs. If you go to Checkout.com today, it's a, a nothing page. Not a 404 just says you're locked and you can't get in. So they don't exist. The good old days are history. But I believe that there is incredible opportunity now online for those who are serious about being affiliate marketers, internet marketers, and conducting business. And what I wanna to do today is get you not just to think outside the box in terms of creativity and new ways that you can use your marketing online, but I wanna be like uh, Neo in the Matrix. What did he say? There is no spoon. Let's not think in terms of the box. There is no box. Because when you say think outside of the box, you're still thinking in terms of that box. Forget the box. There is no box. And I believe each one of us in here can be very creative with our marketing. And uh, what I want to show you today is, is encourage you to be like the babe. The babe hit 714 home runs. But what some people don't know is he also struck out almost twice as many times. Why? because he would swing with gusto to hit that sucker out of the park. And he did it without steroids. I don't care what the rumors say. There's no way. He drank a lot of beer. I'm not sure how much that helped him. <laughs> you know, maybe that explains the strikeouts. I don't know. 
if you want to go big, you have to, you have to either go big or go home. You got to swing for the fences. So I'm going to lead you through some of the different ways that that I have done some marketing. And I've got eight points in particular. If you want to take some notes on it, fine. I've got some videos to show you. And uh, you know, when I when Brandy asked me to uh, to do this keynote, I said, "What do you want me to talk about?" She said, "You know, you've done so many things. Why don't you illustrate some of the finer points of the marketing and the risks you've taken, so that people can then apply that to themselves?" So does that sound good to you? Excellent. So the first is guerrilla marketing. Now, how many of you are familiar with the book, The Da Vinci Code? Of course, everybody is. So when I uh, came up with the title, The AdSense Code, for my book about making money with Google, I, with my extremely limited Photoshop skills, got a picture of The Da Vinci Code and cut out the eyes, put my eyes there and put an AdSense report on it and sent it to my publisher as a joke. He said, I love it. I said, we're going to get sued. He said, I love it. It's parody. We can do it. And there's the book, The AdSense Code. Now, that's cool as far as guerrilla marketing, but the really cool thing is that the book was released the same weekend that the movie came out in the theaters. And so uh, Tom's making money with AdSense. And, uh, I'm sure that's helping him. You have a little passive income for Tom is, is a good thing. So let me give you another example of uh, some guerrilla marketing. How many of you are familiar with iFart? Okay, uh, my apologies to the ladies in the room. Uh, I saw the looks already. She's like, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? Uh, iFart is one of the most um, frequently mentioned apps in the world now. Uh, and I'm gonna demo it for you <laughs> briefly. Uh, this is the uh, the wipeout that uh, Kathy Lee Gifford played on the Today Show. Oop, I actually have to unmute it. That was a silent but deadly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Bill Maher uh, talked on his show that if your phone can fart, you're part of the problem. This is the uh, the Dirty Raul. There it is. So, uh, what I would like to do, how many of you are familiar with Ignite? Great, Ignite is a, uh, now a global meeting that they have several times a year in cities around the world. And the idea behind Ignite is you give a five minute presentation using 20 slides that auto forward every 15 seconds. And their motto is, enlighten us, but be brief. And to tell you the iVote, the, uh, the iFart story and some of the things we did, I'm just gonna go ahead and play the actual Ignite video. All right, my name is Joel Kahn. I'm the CEO of InfoMedia Inc. in Loveland. And over the past year and a half, I and my team have made a bit of a stink with an iPhone app. And so I'm gonna share with you how I farted and came out smelling like a rose. And yes, there's an Ignite presentation for that. So, I'm a, you know, I'm a geek. I'm a lot like you guys. You know, I, I like games. I've always liked technology. I like computers. I love rock and roll. Check out that guitar player. I'm the creator of Yahoo Games, and I am an uber buff level 80 warrior for the Alliance. Hey, I've always been an Apple fan. I've always been a PC fan. In fact, this is the only time in my life that you could say I've gone both ways. Uh, and when I heard that Apple was releasing the iPhone, I said, I am going to kiss my Trio 650 goodbye. And when I heard that they were going to release the software development kit, oh, 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 
time to get busy creating applications, and our first app was called iVote. You can actually download that for free in the App Store, and we've had 20 million votes cast with iVote, but we knew there had to be something more, and so you got to realize, we got a lot of developers at our company, and it's a lot like a junior high locker room, and we pulled into the R&D department a lot like that, and we, we, there was rumblings, there were strange rumblings. We knew it was coming, and out of that was birthed iFart Mobile, and this, friends, was the, the fart app that changed the world. This was the fart heard around the world. You could sneak attack your friends with it. You could play any number of farts. You could fart a friend. You could have fart buddies. But all was not perfect in paradise because the very day we were gonna submit that app, this story broke on CNET that there was another fart app that just got rejected by Apple. Somebody else thought of this idea? Say it isn't so. So we did what we had to do. We sat on it. I didn't want to face the wrath of Steve Jobs and get rejected as well, but a couple months later I decided, you know what? We either got to submit or get off the pot. <laughs> and that's what we did. And I'm standing before a thousand people getting ready to go on stage and I get the phone call from the home office, iFart got approved on December 12th. That's a way to run you up on stage. So being a true marketer, I began thinking, how can I get publicity to this thing? So I thought, you know what? Nobody knows the sales to rank numbers. Nobody knows at this point what it means if you sell X amount. So I blogged about it. And it became a story. And before you know it, iFart exploded up the charts all the way to number one. Twelve days later, it was a true iFart explosion sensation. And so... <laughs> We made a story of that, and before you know it, all the big online uh, blogosphere and the, the uh, TechCrunch and Mashable and Gizmodo and Fox and CBS and MSNBC, everybody is talking about iFart, and it truly became a pop culture sensation. Yes. So much so that the New York Times called me and did a Sunday Magazine article. Now, friends, you know you have arrived when the New York Times does an article on you and calls it Dumb and Dumber 2.0. <laughs> Thank you very much. But then things got nasty. Bum, bum, bum. The makers of Pull My Finger, the app that was the first one rejected, decided that we should not have used the phrase Pull My Finger in our marketing. They say that's the reason we were so successful. Well, I'll tell you what, it wasn't all bad because we got a call from John Stewart's Daily Show and they wanted to cover the whole legal stink. They actually came out to our office in Loveland. There's my buddy Wyatt Snack and uh, we're like this. And uh, we did end up resolving the deal with the Pull My Finger people. But the truth is there's no such thing as bad publicity. I mean, Kathy Lee Gifford using it on the Today Show. Lance Armstrong tweeting how he's pranking Robin Williams with iFart. Bill Maher saying, if your phone farts, you're part of the problem. The good news, <laughs> we did settle. We made an app with the Pull My Finger people called Clear the Air. And as a result, there are now over 200 fart apps in the app store. Some people leave a mark in history. We made a skid mark. But hey, you know what? We do good stuff too. We make some very sophisticated apps because we got real talented programmers. GameDoc, for example, is a global multiplayer platform that anybody can play against their friends anywhere in the world. And I get asked this question all the time. Is your mother proud of you? The truth of the matter is, yes, she's very proud of me. I and my team are very proud of iFart. We've sold almost 700,000 copies of the application to date. So thank you for putting up with me. I'm at joelcom.com.
If you haven't been to an Ignite, find one in your area and even put in an application to present. They're a lot of fun and people present on a lot of different topics. So there's a few things that I want to point out in what took place with IFARC for you to get noticed. Number one, you have to remember that editors and writers are people too. They are on extremely tight deadlines and need to get her done. They don't care about your press release that says you got a new VP. They don't even necessarily care about your product, even if it's groundbreaking. They're interested in a story. And the more you can approach editors and writers with a story, the more interested they're gonna be. And it needs to be unique. Now in this case, the story was not that we made a ridiculous fart app. There was already others out there. The story was that at that time, nobody knew the sales to rank numbers for iPhone apps. So when I started blogging about that, day one, sold 74 units, we're number 89 in entertainment. Day 10, we uh, were number three overall, we sold 3,420 units. That is what got the interest. So at that point, when I wrote that, that blog entry, I sent an email to VentureBeat, I sent an email to TechCrunch, I sent an email to Mashable, because I thought other people would want to know how much you're selling if you're at a certain rank and it was very effective. Of course, once you've got it going, fan the flame. In this case, I kept blogging those numbers, so on Christmas Day, the day after Christmas Day, I blogged that we sold 39,000 copies of the app, and before you knew it, it was everywhere around the world. If you went on Google News and looked at all the foreign sites, it would be in Korean and, and in Chinese and Japanese and uh, in Hebrew and, and Russian, and, and I'm looking and all I could read is I fart and Joel comes, so I was hoping they were saying something good. Fan the flame, ride the wave. If you're not gonna go big, then be ready to go home because you're not gonna stand out from the crowd. Okay, next, turn something old into something new. Now, uh, YouTube has been around in internet years for a long time. How many are aware that on YouTube you could do interactive videos that let you link between videos and give choices of what the next video is? Who's aware of that? A few of you. It's a very cool feature that you can use, and we actually just did it. We've got a new app that came out, a novelty app called Sergeant Gun, and what I had my video guy do is take four videos and just splice them all together so you can see what this actually looks like when you do an interactive video. Attention, my name is Sergeant Gun, and I am here to turn pathetic little weasels like you into bully arm and beard soldiers of fortune. Do you understand? Well, let me make this clear. You take a picture of your sprouted self or one of your pathetic little girls, and I will help you turn that picture into something that will make you look like a respectable human being. Now, do you get it? Now, I am going to give you a series of choices that will determine you are right for my infantry. So quit your sniffling and pick a soul. That's the end of the video. And once so they can make it soon. You are not done yet, you little weasel. If you want to turn this walking hair disaster into a soldier, You've got to make him look like a soldier. Now what uniform do you want? This ain't dressing up some baby dog. Pick a uniform that'll make him look like a man. Well, well, you made another decision. I am proud of you. I'm sure your mama is too. Now as you can see, there are more uniform choices and since you are a cheap and have not actually purchased my app yet from the iTunes app store, you only get a few options. 
professional videos. I mean, if you've seen a lot of the stuff that succeeds on YouTube, you would know that you can have a face for radio and, and get this stuff done. So uh, I would encourage you to go to YouTube or just Google interactive YouTube videos and look at the possibilities. It's pretty strong stuff. Okay, number three, no guts, no glory. Uh, how many of you saw any of the next Internet Millionaire? A few of you, great. So what we did is uh, in 2007, we produced the world's first competitive internet reality show. I was tired of the, the low rent stuff that was going on online and said, what if we actually brought contestants in for two weeks, uh, brought in some of the greatest marketers in the world to teach them and combined The Apprentice with YouTube. Now, I'm not gonna put you through 13 episodes, but I've edited down about uh, two to three minutes of it so you can get a feel for what we did. Welcome to Ninja Training. Just look up there. You know, if you look up, I think, and 
just part of the game. Every time I see you, you're accusing me of cheating. So, dude. I mean, I don't mean just I'm just going to ask you point blank. Do you mind eventually? I couldn't have good conscience with us today. I find myself surprised by the judgment. So the question you're asking yourself is, Joel, did you make money on that? No guts, no glory. We broke even. We tried something new, though. We destroyed the box. Didn't think in terms of the box. It says, what can we do that has not been done before? And that's something I talk about again and again. It's easy to copy models that exist, but to obliterate the box and do something different it takes a lot of guts. And we spent about a year of our life on that, broke even on that, pitched it to Bravo and VH1, and they were taking a hard look at it, it actually making it for television. You know what they said? It's too intelligent for our viewers. <laughs> oh my, you gotta be kidding me. So at some point, I believe television is gonna be primed for an internet uh, reality show, a show about the internet and doing business online, but apparently people are too stupid to, uh, to understand it yet. I don't believe that. I think that they're missing the boat. Uh, that is a picture of, uh, who knows who that is? That's Kanye. Um, and it's there just because he was sitting across the aisle from me and I took a picture of him, so. <laughs> that, that's all. That's all it's there for, just for fun. Number four. Do good stuff. This is, uh, if you get my emails, you'll notice that I always sign off on my emails, not to your success or season's greetings or whatever. It's always do good stuff because I believe that when you do good stuff for others, good stuff comes back around. So when Twitter Power came out a year ago, February, we were trying to think of something we could do using social media, and specifically using Twitter, to raise money for a worthwhile cause. And what we came up with was a tweetathon. Tweetathon 2009 to raise money for an organization called WaterIsLife.com, and you'll learn a little bit more about that as I show you this uh, brief video. We're going to be live from my studio in Northern Colorado from 12 noon to 12 midnight. Eastern Standard Time. Tweet about 2009 for Clean Water. Together, we can make a difference. He is the one, the only locker room, Mr. Chris Perillo. Hey. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing fine. And we're back with Pete from Mashable. Welcome to the Tweet Mr. Will Wheaton. Are you there? Well, that's quite an introduction. Please welcome to the Tweet Mr. Mark Joyner. Hey, Mark. Hello there. We know him as the guy who tweeted, I was just in a plane crash from the cabin of Continental Airlines 737 in uh, Denver on December 20, 2008. Mike Wilson, come on down. Excellent. Good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Give it up for MC Hammer. Hey, my friend. Good, good. How's it going? Going well. How are you doing? 
Um, doing fine, doing fine. What is your favorite non-food food for your palate? Um, acorns. I think acorns bring tremendous deliciousness to my life. Welcome to the tweet of our Mr. David H. Lawrence. Hey, how you doing, David? Blah, 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 blah. Please say more. I can't hear enough about me. And we raised about $25,000 with that. Uh, yeah, thank you. And apparently, I lost a slide, but I want to tell you to take note of waterislife.com. Uh, they make a straw, it's about this big around, about that long, and they take them to Africa, where their water is like sludge. I mean, it is just terrible. And with the straw, they drink right out of the sludge. It, totally purifies it. For one year, they could drink a liter a day out of the straw. They're $10 a piece to sponsor them, and they're actually heading off again, um, I believe, in the fall to deliver more. So if you get a chance to go to waterislife.com and sponsor a straw or a hunter or whatever, uh, it actually does save lives. Uh, now, it's amazing what you can do with technology. We promoted on Twitter, and we got all the celebrities that were involved to tweet, and we used Ustream to do our broadcast. The fancy split screen stuff, we had the celebrities Skype in, and then we used Cam Twist on our uh, producer's Macintosh to create the cool graphics. We're not talking heavy duty equipment, we're talking stuff that anybody can use. In fact, I think there's a free version of Cam Twist out there and Skype is free. So, get creative and, uh, and do good stuff with your marketing. Okay, uh, next, exploring new channels, look, Marketing is changing quickly. Print, radio, TV are no longer nearly as effective as they used to be. You don't even, it's, it's hard to measure and even get metrics from them. Direct mail, it used to be, I mean, when we were younger, that 2% would get responded to, but that number's gotta be. Does anybody know a current number on direct mail response? 0.5, half a percent now, okay. So it's just not effective anymore. And even on the internet, you know, a lot of us we run banner ads, we use email marketing, which is still quite effective, but with the proliferation of spam and, and the junk mail and our boxes being absolutely cluttered, messages don't get through. Not only do they not get delivered, but if they get delivered, a lot of times they don't get open. That's why mobile's it. And uh, we've been looking hard at mobile and have decided that the US is so far behind the rest of the world. In Asia and in Europe, they totally get mobile, from the big businesses down to the small businesses. I, I, the American mentality, I think it's the same reason that the metric system never caught in. I don't, if you guys remember, when, when I was a kid in school, they tried, come on, take the metric, baby, love the metric. And we just, we wouldn't. We wouldn't go with the metric system. And uh, take a look at soccer, you know, the World Cup is the biggest thing around the world for sporting events, and over here, the young generation starting to get into it, but for the most part, most of us aren't paying attention. Well, it's similar with mobile, and when businesses start paying attention to mobile, yeah, they're going to they're gonna see a big difference in their ROI. Here we are in this recession, and everybody's moaning and complaining that business is down, and there's a channel right before them that isn't being leveraged and used, so that's something that you need to consider. Uh, 
if all else fails, whine like a baby. What? Okay, so we came out with this app last year. This is a, the Kaching button app. Simple novelty app. And it is exactly what you think it is. Uh, let me find it on here. There we go. There's the button. And you push it. Makes you smile. Because there's Kaching. Well, Apple sends a note back to us saying that uh, we're declining this app because of its minimal user functionality. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded, say it isn't so. So I thought, okay, what can I do to get the attention of the blogosphere and perhaps Apple? What if I tried to contact Mr. Steve Jobs himself? And so this lighthearted video was placed on my site in YouTube. Hey Steve, this is Joel Cobb. I'm an entrepreneur. I entrepreneurs. I'm also an iPhone developer. Love the iPhone. Steve, congratulations on the CEO of the decade. Decade. Really happy that you're in better health and back at the health. But big fan of Apple. I'm at Mouse. Big fan. Steve, this is a brilliant device, and I was one of the ones that paid $600 for one. Gladly, this is now my third phone, the 3GS. I'm an application developer. I vote, Hammer Time, and the now world-famous iFart Mobile. Steve, iFart is perhaps the most referenced iPhone application in the world. One year after it came out, everybody's still talking about it. Steve, I'm appealing to you on behalf of developers everywhere. We love developing for the iPhone. Love it, but we're frustrated with the approval process. We could spend a lot of time, resources, energy, money into creating an app only to have it rejected by one of the reviewers. This is a ka-ching button. We recently submitted an app based on the ka-ching button to the App Store. Everybody loves ka-ching. Ka-ching is money. However, after submitting the ka-ching button, I received this email. We reviewed your application, the Kaching button, and we've determined that this application contains minimal user functionality. Minimal user functionality. And will not be appropriate for the App Store. But let's take a look at some of the similar applications that have been approved into the App Store. The Hallelujah button. <laughs> Who could forget snow? Eye eyes. Hold the button. And then, of course, there's the infamous knock on wood. As was stated previously, we've reviewed your application, the Kaching button, and have determined that the application contains minimal user functionality and will not be appropriate for the App Store. Not appropriate? Hello? Anybody home? Steve, I only have one thing to say. And with over 100,000 apps in the App Store, many have very little user functionality. But the Kaching button has at least that of some of the apps that I've shown you. Why, Steve? Why? 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 On behalf of developers everywhere, we're looking for consistency in the app review process. It's not asking much to have the process be fair and more transparent so that we know what's going on. Remember, we're investing our time, money, and resources into helping build your platform for all of us. So, what do you say, Steve? <laughs> Is the ka-ching button in? 
And the answer is yes. The ka-ching button is in. Here's the, uh, the thing to note, right? Create a story around it. I'm not the only developer that has been frustrated about the Apple App Store approval process. There's a lot of, you know, a lot of people are spending a lot of money to develop an app only to get a rejection, and it's turning away people, and there's, you know, one word for that, Android, hello, and that's going to start picking up over time. Uh, there, there's no question about it. So because I created this video and spoke on behalf of developers, some who wish I didn't speak on their behalf at all, but uh, regardless, I did, it got picked up as a story, got something like 50,000 views, and about a week later, the app got approved. And they're always going back to the drawing board to figure out, do we need to change policy? So uh, next one is be willing to fail. You know, if Babe Ruth can strike out twice as many times as he hit home runs, then just accept that sometimes you're gonna miss, and it's okay. And you either go back to the drawing board and see if you can swing and get at that same thing, or you come up with something new. We came up with the application that was referenced in the Ignite talk called GameDoc. It was the, the world's first multiplayer iPhone app that would let you play across 3G and the edge. And we made this really cool video. You guys tell me what you think of this. got a couple of the great best programmers in the world on staff, one of the best designers and, and uh, a creative team to put this together, and we thought for sure it was going to burn down the house. Barely a blip. Hardly even on the radar. We tried to make a story out of it. I tried mailing all the, my contacts at the tech blogs and the media and just could not get any traction. And then... Apple announces with the iPhone 4 operating system, they are developing their own social gaming platform. <laughs> the final death knell uh, for sites that have built their own platform on the iPhone. In fact, for Brasco. They build their own platforms and they do it again and again. So, you know, that's the, uh, the, the struggle that you have when you build on somebody else's platform. That's the risk that you take. All right. Now, thinking that they're destroying the box and not thinking in terms of the box doesn't just apply to your business outside of your company. But I try to think of new ways to uh, communicate with my associates and my employees. Uh, who's familiar with the flying monkey? It screams when you send it. 
For the holidays, everybody else sends wine or cheese or chocolates or, you know, the typical things you send to your associates. Two years ago at the holidays, I sent flying monkeys to my associates. $2.99 in bulk from a distributor out of China, plus the shipping. I got so many responses to people saying, this is the best gift ever, or it's making me crazy, or my kids absconded with it right away. And the flying monkey is actually the mascot of our company, InfoMedia, because uh, the fact of the matter is, is while I like to create and run business, I'm a big kid, like many of you. Um, I'll probably always play video games until the day that I can't use a, a mouse or a keyboard or a controller. And we do something around our office for morale every summer called the Flying Monkey Office Olympics. And I would like to share with you a little bit of what that looks like. some fun and the second one last year had 12 participants in, and we're gearing up and we're taking suggestions from the staff for uh, the the third annual Olympics uh, the point is is that just as you're gonna uh, think new and creatively outside uh, think creatively inside as well and uh, your employees will appreciate you for that and finally last holiday we came up with a real Ka-ching button. 
And this was actually to support uh, my new book that just came out called Kaching: How to Build an Online Business That Pays. And I thought, we get spiffs and goodies and swag all the time. We go to the shows, and what do we get a lot of? Pens, right? Coasters or you know little snuggies for beer or whatever. What's something that would really stick stick out to people? And so last holiday, I sent kitchen buttons to my associates and business partners. You want to push it, don't you? Who doesn't want a kaching button? It just makes you smile. If you Google kaching button, you'll see several people made a video of receiving this from me because they thought it was so different and uh, and unusual. So uh, and there's the uh, the book. So uh, you want to stand out from the crowd, and those are some of the ways that we've tried to do that over the years. There is no box. Repeat after me. There is no box. Has this been helpful in, in stirring your imagination, your creativity? Great. Thank you for having me. There is no